you can run competitively and try to beat someone, try to win a race, but there's more to that than just trying to be the fastest person ever. And to me, I feel like that's where it really hits people that, okay, this running thing is not just about competing. It's more about finding who you are and what it will do to you and what it can do to you. Brandon Dugai is a competitive ultra runner who grew up in Lychee, Arizona, a small community in the Navajo Nation. He runs several miles a day and competes in ultra races around the Southwest. By becoming part of this larger running community, Brandon has made meaningful connections with other athletes and brands. Last year, Hoka released a video featuring Brandon where he talks about his relationship with running and how it ties back to his Diné roots. Brandon also spends his time shooting photos of the stunning desert landscape, raising money for clean water in his community, and coaching his local cross-country team. He even did this interview at the high school where he mentors young runners. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Wild Ideas Worth Living, an REI Co-op Studios production. Brandon Dugai, welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. We're excited to have you on. Where are you right now? Right now, I'm in Page, Arizona at the Page High School. (laughs) Is that where you coach cross country? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was born and raised here in the Page area. Sorry. That's that's the bell. <laughs> oh, that's the bell. That's yeah. awesome. Kids are, kids are. First period. First period's over. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, first, I want to ask you: How did you discover running? Um, you know, running has always been a thing. You know, being Navajo, growing up on the reservation. You know, my grandmother she always told us to wake up early morning and either start your morning off, of course, with a prayer, and then getting out the door and being active, whether that's going on a morning walk, whether that's going on a run and doing that at a certain time of the day, again, in the morning was, is crucial to us Diné people. You know, it's the, the time of when the creator is out before the sun is rising. And that's when, you know, you want the creator to hear you. They hear your prayers. They hear your, your breath. They hear you getting after it and you not being lazy. It's just a special time. It's hard to explain, but, uh, you try to always be up when the sun is rising or doing some sort of physical activity or prayer within that time range. And uh, yeah, it started off with that. Um, and then, you know, seeing the community of the Diné people, basketball was one thing, but running was another. You know, hearing all these great runners come from different areas of the Navajo reservation was just something that to me was like, okay, it's something that I need to do more um, because, you know, it's part of who we are as um, Diné people. And um, yeah, and then getting into high school, our high school cross-country program when I was in high school was legit. You know, we had a lot of really good kids that did amazing things and were state champions and still to this day are state champions. So, In Page High School, is it mostly kids from Navajo or? Yeah, I would say maybe 80 85% 85% of the kids are are Navajo in the school. But it's interesting though, you know, like a lot of them don't live in Page. A lot of them have to get on the bus. Some of them have to wake up at four in the morning, get ready for school, get on the bus at like five, 
and then it's about some of them have an, a 30 minute to an hour bus drive to get to school so okay so can we step back a little bit i don't know a lot about navajo nation um i'd love for you to tell me what it was like to grow up there yeah growing up on the reservation it was uh it was really interesting you know from my standpoint not knowing what else is out there um you know of course it was really normal to me and now looking at it now it, it's it's tough even to this day there's people that still live the way they used to live back then um, with no running water and electricity in some areas um i grew up actually living i would say three to four miles away from page seeing the i guess you can say city life where you know things are a bit easier with running water and electricity going five to 10 miles down the road and you're at a Walmart. Um, and on the weekends, we would go and spend time out where my dad was from, because where my dad is from, you know, from his house to the main highway, it was like 20 miles. And there's no running water, no electricity out there. So it's really, <laughs> it could be lonely sometimes, but it is, it is humbling. It is, it is fun to be out there. Would even your grandma run? Um, I don't think she ran because when I really got to know them a lot, they were a lot older. I'm sure they did run, you know, back in their younger days. But even then, it was like I was saying, getting up to greet the creator is not just getting up and going out and going on a run. Like you don't have to run. Anybody can do this. You can get up, start your morning off with a prayer, speak to the creator, give him your offering and go on a walk do stuff around the house outside the house just being active that that's what it really is and um she was always like that summers i would go out and stay with her i'll, I'll never forget this there's i'm sleeping it's like 20 degrees outside and four in the morning sun's not even out yet she's opening the door sun comes out for like another hour she opens the door and she leaves it open and it's cold breeze is just coming in and I can see her outside the door and she's praying and she's sitting outside and she's looking to the east and she's praying in Navajo and I'm sitting there and at the time I'm like uh close the door it's cold but you know just seeing her do that every single day every morning was something special and something I've never seen anybody do and the prayers she would do would be like for an hour to two hours kid you not and she would pray for everything and she would give thanks for everything the plants the bugs the livestock the air the weather the moisture thanks for everything brandon learned a lot from his grandmother including in the navajo language he was also taught that running is a way to connect to his creator, to the earth, and to the community. Every morning, Brandon goes for a run. The day we spoke, he ran a 5K in the morning before it started snowing. He had plans to go out again after our interview to run another 10K. In addition to making sure he gets his own runs in, it's equally important for him to make sure his students do the same. Brandon has been a cross-country coach at Page High School, his own alma mater, for the last three years. How many years ago did you graduate high school? 
2015. So what is that? Eight years. So now you coach your high school team. Yeah. How did you get involved with that? So my little brother, um, he joined the cross country team when he was in middle school. And then into high school, I noticed he was getting more into it and wanting to get more involved. But all his friends, everybody he ran with were like up ahead and he was always in the back. So to me, I'm like, you know, I want to focus on my little brother and just see what I can do with him. You know, there's some things that I've learned when I was in high school with running and just hanging out with a lot of good runners and seeing what they do. So, you know, I kind of took a lot of what I learned and kind of and kind of taught him at a young age. And um, yeah, from there, he got into high school and there's two brothers that are really successful runners out in this area. They're twins and they've done amazing things and they both coached here at the high school. And uh, yeah, I went to one of the practices for my little brother and I got to talk to one of the brothers while he was coaching and he just was like I see you're around here a lot you want to help me you want to help me like be an assistant coach and I'm like this is cool I get to go to all the meets I get to do this and that so yeah I did that for about a year and then I just was like all right you're going to be a coach next year so how does your brother do now in races he, he does really good. He's um, so he's a senior this year. Uh, cross country season's over. They won state for for their division. And um, congratulations. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like one of the top three runners on the team. So you're an awesome big brother. So you're not that much older than the kids you coach. I mean, what do they think of you? Uh, more than anything, they think of me like <laughs> kind of like a big brother. Like I, I kind of get what they're talking about with some of the things they say and just kind of like bonding with them a little more you know after practice I would be like let's go out and let's go make this let's go out and do this and then it became a thing of doing like team nights once a week we would do a team night we would go to someone's house whoever's parents will allow us to go to their house and we make pizza we make sushi rolls you know, just hang out and just just bond with the team. You know, that's something that I, when I took on this little cross-country coaching, you know, job was to like make it fun. You know, a lot of people take things serious and, you know, there's times where you do have to get serious, but a lot of the time it's just welcoming everybody in, you know, not only the talented ones, but the ones that are trying A huge part of Brandon's work is about teaching people that running isn't just about winning the next race. For Brandon, it's about showing the world a different perspective of the sport, one that connects Brandon with his Diné heritage. When we come back, Brandon talks about the film he made with Hoka called Time to Hajou. He also tells us more about being a Navajo runner and the Water is Life project that he and his family started. Brandon Dugai is a runner, photographer, and high school cross-country coach. It's safe to say he wears a lot of different hats, but there's one thread that connects all of his work, 
representing and supporting the Diné people of the Navajo Nation. In 2019, the brand Hoka One One reached out to Brandon and started building a relationship with him. After years of collaboration and sponsorship, they decided to make a film to share his story. So when did when did Hoka find you? Yeah, so I was, you know, sharing a lot of my photography work on social media and a buddy of mine, you know, was like, you know, maybe you should, you know, make a running account, you know, because you are sharing your running stuff on your photography channel. So I did that. I, I created a running account and, you know, was sharing all my adventure runs I would do, the races, the training, um, kind of what I would go through, my ups and downs. And yeah, you know, Hoka saw kind of what I was doing and how my story and where I came from was a little different. Um, and then as they got to know me a little more through these blogs and these posts and these you know, little interviews I had with them, you know, they wanted to create a film. And that's where, you know, the, the time to Hajol came to life. You know, they, they brought up this idea of doing a film about um, what it's like to run on the reservation and it being of indigenous Diné uh, people. And, that, and then that's what it was about. And that's where, you know, the film came to life. My grandmother in Navajo would say, which means if it's up to anybody, it's up to you. You have a choice in life, whether it's positive or negative, it's nobody's fault but yours. Growing up on the reservation, we were always taught to wake up in the morning and start your day off with a run and greet the creator. You want to be up when the sun is rising, showing the creator that you're not laying down, you're not being lazy. Some Navajos, they'll get up and they'll yell real loud to let the creator know we're awake, we're here, and we will always be here. Can you say the name of the film for me? Time to Hajo. And what does that mean, Hajo? Hajo, it could mean a lot of things. But to me, time to hajo means to like, time to like walk in beauty or time to run in beauty kind of a thing. And that's what, you know, what I do with running and what I see in running is, is to walk in beauty. So what impact did this movie have on you? I mean, that's a big deal to make a little movie with Hoka. Yeah. Um, at the time, you know, well, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't really think it was like anything big. I was just like, oh, like it's a it's a it's a film we're doing. Like, this is cool. Um, not until afterwards, seeing the impact was like, I'm like, what in the world? And like just the reaction I got was over the roof. That's when I was like, holy smokes, like we actually did something crazy here <laughs> um, and to actually see it you know, kind of reach people deep down in a way was so special. I mean, my mom is really, <laughs> she's really high on like trying to show people that film as much as she can. So she owns a, a restaurant here in Page. And whenever she meets people, she'll talk about the the culture, but then she'll bring up the film and then she'll show people. And there's been times where I'll walk in and I can see her showing a family a film. And I've seen people cry 
And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's really, it, it, it's, that, that film's special to me, so. What do you think it showed people? Um, I think it showed people, you know, one, what it is like to be and to live on, you know, indigenous land as a Dene, as a Navajo, but also to look at this thing we call running as something different, you know? You can run competitively and try to beat someone, try to win a race, but there's more to that than just trying to be the fastest person ever. And to me, I feel like that's where people, you know, it really hits people that, okay, this running thing is not just about competing. It's more about finding who you are and what it will do to you and what it can do to you. Running is an innate part of Brandon's culture, and it's also a connector. The video he made with Hoka gave him access to an audience he'd never reached before. Brandon jumped on the opportunity to raise funds and make an impact for his community. You're also like this incredibly philanthropic guy. So not only do you coach the cross-country team and give your time to these high schoolers and you're telling your community story, but... You're bringing water to people, water tanks. Talk to me about Water is Life and this program you started. Um, so back when I did, you know, the whole thing with Hoka, um, you know, I decided to start this Water is Life, like GoFundMe, kind of like nonprofit organization that me and my family kind of put together. And it's just we raise money to help buy water tanks for families out on the reservation because, you know, a good amount of people that live on the reservation still to this day don't have running water and electricity. So, you know, them living like 20, 30 miles away from a big city, you know, they got to go into town, fill those water tanks up and bring it back. And, you know, some of them, the water tanks get old, they crack and, you know, they don't have money for new ones and they're using like old, old tanks and it's just not yeah. healthy. Yeah. So just helping out, you know, those people out deep in the reservation as much as I can. And this is, you know, one, one thing that we did and, you know, we raised a good amount and, you know, we just throw all that back out to purchasing these water tanks. And, you know, we take them out to different families on the reservation from all over the res and, um, yeah, it helps with them having clean water, but also them having water for, for their livestock. Because, you know, people still to this day, they're, <laughs> they're you know, that, that's all they have. And um, yeah, it's really bone dry out here. And, you know, if we can supply these families with as many water tanks as we can, you know, it's just it's a lot easier and um, less worry for them. Brandon is dedicated to celebrating his indigenous roots and sharing the story of his people with the world. He lives in a stunning part of the Southwest, and in addition to running, Brandon is a landscape photographer. His work captures the vast open beauty of the Navajo Nation. In the Arizona desert, cliffs rise up thousands of feet, forming canyons to explore from above and below. Mesas stretch for hundreds of miles, and there are so many beautiful kinds of soil, like sandstone and clay. Brandon captures all of it with soul. In many ways, his photography career has helped support his running and vice versa. 
Okay, so you've done all this amazing things with running, but you're also a photographer. Talk to me about your photography career and how you got into it. I got into it in high school, actually. You know, joining the <laughs> photography class that they had here in Page. I got to learn the basics and then advancing to more landscape adventure photography from the guy who took me under his wing, uh, Milo Fowler. He's another Diné photographer that lived in the area of Page. Um, he grew up here and I kind of like looked up to him in a way with his photography because he was doing a lot of cool things back when he was like a lot younger and I was still like in middle school and I would just see him roll up in these this nice truck adventure going out and you know I saw all the adventures he would go on all these photos he would take and I'm like that's something I want to do and it was so awesome because I knew him just from living in the area and he he picked me up and he took me in as like a you know he had these workshops they call them Navajo land workshops and they were like super expensive like a whole week and you know people would pay a lot just for him to take him out to these places and he took me and it was like you don't have to worry about nothing you'll just shadow me this whole trip and I learned a lot about photography from him and from that experience and you know we went to all these cool places and uh he taught me a lot. We love Milo Fowler. He, he was a great guest on Wild Ideas Worth Living. I had a feeling you two knew each other. So how have you found a way to combine photography and running into a career? How do you use the two now? You know, a lot of these cool places that, you know, I get to go and get to see, it's very hard for other people to go and to see. This is hard to get to if you don't know the area really well. So for me, with running, you know, it became a thing where I would, go on these adventure runs these long treks and I would take my camera with me and I would document them and I saw that I was getting more attention with that it was just easier for you know these companies to want to work with me because I'm able to get to these places that they can't really get to and and shoot them and yeah really show the world and show the people you know what else is out there I love that you run to take photos. Like, I think it's so cool or hike in to do it. I mean, this might sound like a stupid question, but like, what do you carry your camera gear in so you can run with it? Yeah. So it's, it's so cool now that nowadays, you know, you can shoot a lot of things just with your phone. I mean, really, you can. Yep. <laughs> so I carry like my phone. I, I have a GoPro that I have and, and I document all my stuff either on my phone or my GoPro and then I'll take one of my mirrorless cameras that I have and I'll just shove it into my my running pack. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. And you've talked a lot about the importance of recognizing the Navajo Nation. How are you doing that through running and photography? And yeah, how has that become such a big part of your life? I think it's really cool. To me, you know, when it comes with running and photography, it is important to let people know that I am from the Navajo Reservation. I am Dine. And um, that I am doing it, I guess you can say, just really putting it out there because when it comes to races, I can hop on the starting line and I can look over my shoulder and, you know, 99% of the people aren't Navajo. They're not Native American. And it's just really special to be able to, you know, do these things, whether it's taking photos and, you know, stepping on a starting line where it's big and you're 
different. You come from an area that is nobody knows of. A lot of people really don't know of. And to me, that's like, that needs to be, you know, that needs to be brought up because I do want people to know more about the Navajo reservation, the the Native Americans, and really show that like, we are still here and we can still do it and we'll always be here. What do you wish more people knew about the Diné people? Um, I guess just our story, what we've gone through and what we still go through today. Um, I think that's one thing that gets shouted away a lot. Um, people just think that we're, yeah, just the everyday life kind of people. But once they hear our story and where we come from and how we grew up, and how we are still growing up, um, you know, having things taken from us, whether that's our land being moved to different areas. I just feel like it's shadowed away a lot. And not a lot of people know because they're not educated about it. Brandon's life as a runner and a photographer goes deeper than his work as an athlete and as an artist. So much of what he does is centered on supporting his community, whether it's coaching local high school students, bringing water to people on the reservation, or celebrating his Diné culture. Brandon's daily life is filled with opportunities to do what he loves while giving back. Brandon Dugay, thank you so much for coming on Wild Ideas Worth Living. Your ability to wear multiple hats to support your community is admirable. Thank you so much for the work you do in this world. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Brandon, check out his new film on REI's YouTube channel. You can watch it at youtube.com slash REI. To learn more about Brandon's Water is Life campaign, check out the link in our show notes. You can learn more about his photography at Brandon underscore Dugai on Instagram. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N underscore D-U-G-I. There you'll find a link to his running account, which is Brandon underscore runs with a Z. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N underscore R-U-N-Z. Wild Ideas Worth Living is part of the REI Podcast Network. It's hosted by me, Shelby Stanger, produced by Annie Fassler, Sylvia Thomas, and Sam Pierce-Nitzberg of Puddle Creative. And Sam is actually going to Arizona this month where he'll be admiring the beautiful landscapes of the Southwest. Our senior producer is Jenny Barber. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby. As always, we appreciate when you follow this show, rate it, and review it wherever you listen. And remember, some of the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas. <laughs>